Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. They just want you to rock down to Electric Avenue. Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest, Leah Thompson. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. This is the Professor. And Mitch. And today we're going to be talking with Leah Thompson, aka at Girl Gone Crypto. But before we start talking to Leah, let's grab that crypto news from the Crypto Gent. Thanks, Professor. Hello, Crypto Campfire listeners, and welcome to the Cryptocurrency News in a flash with the Crypto Gent. Brave Browser delivers on promise and files GDPR complaint against Google. Coinbase's chief legal officer resigns to oversee U.S. national banking system, and BTSC.com is to accept Great British Pound faster payments on its website. That's the Cryptocurrency News in a flash with the Crypto Gent. It's back to you, Professor. Thanks a lot, Crypto Gent. So this one is a little bit different, guys. We recorded this one live, but we wanted to throw it out on our podcast platform so you guys could all consume that audio goodness. We know you like it, so here it is. Mitch, what do you think about this one? Right on. Have a listen. Right on. Have a listen. We <laughs> 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 basically just said it all. <laughs> so this was a good one um we obviously it's been a long day we decided we were going to record a quick intro to throw in front of this live stream to make it a little more interesting so hopefully our insanity and total lack of mind power right now <laughs> and preparation but i'm gonna go with mind power is entertaining and uh makes your day a little bit brighter because uh i think the pizza guy has arrived and that's going to make my day a little brighter there you go. And and that can tend to be a little distracting as well, that smell of fresh pizza. Mm. So without further ado, we hope you guys enjoy this live stream that we did with Girl Gone Crypto, Leah. That was amazing. A uh, lot of fun and good energy. All right. So we should be live on Periscope, waiting on YouTube to pick up the stream. <laughs> Mitch, you're going to sing us a song while we're waiting for that to happen, yes? Oh, yeah, oh, sure. There's Lisa. Same one. Lisa says hi. We must be live on YouTube. Yay! Hi, Lisa. Uh -oh, we're live on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, we're on YouTube now. <laughs> Going live. <laughs> okay, it's off. <laughs> Damn copyrights. There we go. Sweet. Hey guys, welcome back to the Crypto Campfire Podcast. Today we've got Girl Gone Crypto for a nice live stream on this fine coronavirus-filled Sunday. <laughs> Damn straight. How are you doing today? I'm great. I don't have coronavirus. It's a perk. Doing good. Just hanging out, not leaving my house, but doing lots of live streams and stuff like this with people like you. So it's great. <laughs> it's oh, been yeah. a good day. It's been a busy one. We had Didi Taihutu on for a pre-recorded interview a few hours ago and um, might possibly be doing another live stream with Kyle Kemper later today or, or next nice. tomorrow. So he's on self-quarantine at the time being. And But uh just wanted to fire up a live stream and talk to everybody and kind of see how things are going. So, um, however, in the traditional campfire fashion, let's take this back a step. And uh, why don't you tell us about how you got into crypto? Well, before we do that, you um, know, if you guys haven't um, noticed, we're all on the moon. We figured this was definitely <laughs> like the, the most sterile place we could potentially be today. So we're all on the moon. And, you know, come on up. It's good. It's good weather up here. We love it. It's great. Yeah, we're having fun. <laughs> oh, absolutely. 
Yeah, that oh was so fun when we, uh, you guys fired up uh, your Zoom and I was like, I have that same photo. Let's all hang out on the moon together. <laughs> so my, uh, my backstory of how I got into crypto, um, I, it's actually kind of a funny story that involves a ukulele, but um, I, <laughs> I got into crypto about three years ago um, through a, um, a social blogging platform called Steemit. And so I just kind of stumbled across it. And honestly, I'd never really made content before, but I'd been kind of doing some different music covers for fun. And I was like, oh, well, I could post that on there. And then I made like $100 in crypto. And I was like, what? Like, what is this? <laughs> and so it really just kind of led me down the rabbit hole of being like, but why is this worth anything? And now what do I do with it? And what is this thing called an exchange and what private keys? And so having my first little bit of crypto in my hands is what I think really kind of piqued my interest to, to learn more because I, I'd heard of crypto before. I actually, um, I have friends, I have friends that have been miners since like 2011. I've been telling me to buy Bitcoin for years and, you know, I wish I'd listened to them <laughs> you know, back then, but, um, but yeah, I really got into the space, uh, kind of early mid 2017. So I got to go through the whole big bull run last time. And uh, yeah, I just uh, actually started Girl on Crypto about six months ago. So that's been a really fun ride. So uh, how's it like just trying to be 100% in crypto? You having fun with that? You know, it's awesome. And I, I'm not 100% in crypto yet. Actually, I, I work um, in the tech industry. So I've still got a, a day job, if you will. Um, right. But it's yeah, but it's a lot of fun. You know, obviously, it's a fun place to hang out or else I wouldn't be right. Like it's just, there's a lot of great people like you guys and getting to go to crypto conferences and getting to meet people. It's, it's really a great community. It really is. There's so much amazing things happening. And so all the people that you come together with and you just like a big family, right? You, mm -hmm. you start meeting all these new friends and then you, it's like, you can't go away. You know, you're stuck in here yeah. and that's it. They pull you in and you're hooked and that's the end of it. So I don't know. Sometimes it ends up in a podcast. <laughs> you know that's exactly. just it it's it's the it's the family that we've we've created for ourselves with so many amazing people within this space and that's what gives me energy you know mm. to keep going because you gotta admit sometimes when you're in that bear market or you get hit with this crap like the coronavirus or whatever else that happens in life it's hard to stay you know, on fire, so to speak, it's hard to stay positive mm -hmm. sometimes. And, you know, having other people to impact really helps like feed my fuel, my fire, you know what I mean? And, and keep that drive going. So it's definitely, uh, definitely been an experience. You know, and I even think that during this bear market, like I think we've become more tight knit, even as a community, like the people that are here right now, like I feel like I've really gotten to know a lot of other people that are, you know, running YouTube channels and podcasts and things like that. And I think that's going to be really fun to have those strong relationships moving forward when we do have another big bull run. And there's all these new people in the space coming into the market, which is great, which is what we want. But it's nice to have this kind of foundation now. Mitch Cat says you need to pay attention. What? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you're not paying attention. Wait, what what I do? I don't know. She's, what I do? she's on YouTube telling you better pay attention, so you better listen. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, yes, you're right. Live is how it should be. We we decided that it was time to make it happen. It's so cool to have you guys here talking with us while we're doing an interview. So this is I wanna see. I gotta find it. 
god. Gosh. Well, you can just go to the YouTube channel. It'll be streaming there. I know. That's what I'm working towards right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just too many things for this carpenter mind of mine. Minor detail. You got, you got like 12 windows open trying to bounce between know, YouTube right? and Periscope and yeah, exactly. Restream and Zoom. And but you're God. used to that. You know, yeah. I'm used to having like 10 things going on my on my uh, assembly table and stuff. But, but see, I'm used to doing this. it with I have a screen here and a screen here and a screen here, but I've got right. one single 15-inch laptop monitor right now. <laughs> Same. <laughs> everything Same. in little tiny windows it's amazing. we're so behind the curve it's <laughs> oh, funny such an old guy i love it uh, oh my god it's truth <laughs> okay so so i gotta ask you uh the same thing that we asked Didi this afternoon what specific aspect of being a kid do you miss the most <gasps> Ooh, i like that um probably not having bills i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i would agree <laughs> yeah <laughs> But I think just in general, um, it's actually, I'd say like where I'm kind of trying to move my life more towards again, but that feeling of like, you can wake up, you know, in like a summer morning as a kid and you're like, what do I want to do today? And I'm like, I want my life to be like that every day, like in my normal adult life. So, um, I think that's kind of where like being an entrepreneur and being self-employed is actually, it's pretty cool. Like you have a lot of things to do obviously, but you have more choice over how you spend your time, which I think is how it should be. Yeah, it's a lot more fun that way. It's, I mean, it's nice to not have bills being a kid and all that, but it's true. It's that you can, you can take that time and apply it to something else and maybe make some change and start putting everything together and mm -hmm. learning more stuff. That's the thing that I love most about it, especially the way the world is now when you have things like Udacity and Coursera and we're moving more and more to these digital education platforms. Mm -hmm. um, you can just find something new and, and sit down for a week or two and dive 100% into it and learn something totally new that you never would have had exposure to before. Mm -hmm. I love it. And with VR, it's just going to take it all to the next level too. I'm, I'm excited to see what the future of VR looks like for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. I have, um, I have an Oculus quest and that's really fun um, <laughs> to be playing around. I don't know if you guys have um, seen that much, but actually mm -hmm. like doing the beat saber, like it's almost like a workout. I don't know if you guys have played that, but it's really fun. <laughs> I haven't played it, but I've seen it. I, uh, I watched, I watched Adam Savage do his one day builds or whatever. And he did a custom lightsaber handles for the game controllers for it. So Oh, no way. Yeah, he put them on the lathe and, didn't carve, and made them all out of aluminum and everything. It was pretty sick. Oh, yeah. my gosh. That's crazy. <laughs> so you you consider yourself an influencer or a crypto advocate? Oh, that's a good question. I don't really like the word influencer. Um, I just, I think to me, influencer, like it, it almost sounds like, not, deceptive is the wrong word, but it's kind of like, I will influence you. Like, I don't know. It's like a, right. got a weird vibe to me. So I'm just here making content. And if people like it, hopefully they'll choose to hang out with me. And if they don't, that's cool. Um, but yeah, I, that's kind of my approach is definitely an advocate. That's a great word. But uh, just I'm just happy if people like my content and they decide to follow along. That's great. Hopefully that means they're finding some sort of value or entertainment or both out of it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And that's, that's a big key right there is, is, you know, we just, we just want to inspire people really yeah. at the end of the day, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, you know, doing so it just, it's, it, there's a lot of fulfillment to be had um, in that, in that regard. You know um, I put out a tweet the other day, you know, just go out there and make somebody smile. Mm. Just, just make somebody smile, make somebody laugh. It doesn't matter. You know, it, it could be a perfect stranger. It could be someone, you know, but you could change the, 
outcome of somebody's day simply by just making them smile. And, you know, sometimes they just remember that, like they could be having the worst day ever, but you did something or said something and it just made their day complete, you know, and mm-hmm. those are the kind of things, the little things that mean the most. So, um, I love yeah. that. And that's a good reminder right now while everyone is kind of on fire and things are crazy. Right. <laughs> you know, I went to, it was funny. I went to Sam's club today and there was this line. I got there, they open at 10 in the morning. So I got there right at 10 o'clock and there was a line of about 50 people to get in the door and they were only letting three people in at a time. And I'm like, mm. really? What, <laughs> what's going on? Well, somebody in the line had said that apparently there was riots and stuff or people fighting in the store over freaking toilet paper and shit. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So then they started, you know, restricting how many people they would let in at a time. Um, but they were cleaned out of so many different things. And it's like, you know, I seen this one person, they had like probably the last three cases of toilet paper on their <sighs> cart. And I just, I just looked at them and I'm like, really? <laughs> and I just kept walking shaking <laughs> my head, you know? And it's just, it's crazy how, people that don't that aren't educated about what's going on they only hear what the news and what other people are saying and they don't really they're not really as into it we i don't care what anybody says anybody that's in crypto is a lot more has a lot more variety to what they're in tune with Mm. right and different information that most people don't see so i i guess that to me, it kind of gives us an edge. At least I feel like it does myself, yeah. you know, cause I don't, I'm not in a panic, you know, <laughs> I'm not, I mean, yeah, that's something to worry about, but not worry about, I guess. I, I feel it's more something to prepare for, but you know, preparation and, and being prepared for anything is, is key mm-hmm. for sure. And there's a balance between preparing and panicking too. Oh yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I, I hope so. You would think, but apparently there's <laughs> you know? not these days, you know, <laughs> motherfuckers out there eating toilet paper sandwiches through the apocalypse. So I mean, toilet paper of all things. Don't you have washcloths and a damn washer and dryer for God's sakes? I mean, if push comes to shove, wash your ass. <laughs> well, you're the real visionary on this considering you installed a bidet like weeks before this all happened. So. Hey, don't knock my bidet. That was a Christmas. We got that at Christmas time and that thing is the bomb. Let perfect. me tell you what. I told, I told my wife that if it ever comes down to it, I'll make my own. You know, it'll be oh, a yeah. redneck. It'll be, you know, water hose, and I've got a he's pressure got a, washer he's out He's got back, a damn but... sink sprayer and it hooked up to his toilet. <laughs> Just extend oh the faucet, the, the hose on the shower head. We'll be good to go. <laughs> I feel like that's a viral tweet waiting to happen. Just a photo of that contraption. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Maybe I shouldn't make it. I don't know. Uh, no. Probably not. No, it's I not. Mean, Pressure washer is only 11 horsepower. It's not going to hurt too much. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> no. yeah, right. Don't no. try this at home. <laughs> Give the whole new meaning to the word bloody ass. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh shit. oh shit i didn't just say that anyways um <laughs> okay so, so what is your absolute favorite thing about crypto and or this movement quote unquote oh so actually it's funny that you just said quote unquote because i would say that it is the fact that to me it feels more like a movement as well like it's not just the latest thing in tech and it's not just some investment strategy like ultimately you know, long-term I feel bullish and I I hope that it ends up being this really awesome investment strategy that I made. Um, But for me, um, you know, 
just kind of from my philosophical standpoint, I feel like Bitcoin lines up so much better than what our current monetary system is. I mean, look at the Federal Reserve. They just printed another $1.5 trillion and people are like, oh, thanks for trying to save us. And it's like, no, don't you realize that devalues our dollar? And so I think for me, like long-term Bitcoin just makes a lot more sense. And in just like, again, from a philosophical standpoint, I just think that it lines up better with my values as well. Most definitely. And it's, you know, going beyond the currency, blockchain has so much potential and so much power and so many alternative use cases to just currencies mm -hmm. too. So it's, it's got, it's, it's such a hard fight because the first application of this data structure was currency and it was something that was challenging the institutions that are already in place. If it came out with just a new technology for managing supply chains, it probably wouldn't have been such a struggle to get it to be adopted this hard. Um, mm. But as soon as you start doing it in a way that starts to undermine some of the existing systems, it, it makes it more of a struggle. And that's a good thing because it starts making more people look at it. And that's how all these people got into crypto was because of money. Because if it was another type of database, 99% of the world wouldn't have given a shit. You know, <laughs> it's a new type of money and that's an exciting and an important thing. So it's good. It's just, you know, it's funny to look at the difference in how it played out because of how it started. Mm. And I, I saw a quote from Catherine Wu that I really liked recently where she was talking about, um, you know, it was kind of, it was actually in the Lolly Women's Day video that I was in. And, you know, the question was, um, you know, where do you see the industry going in the next 10 years? And she's like, well, you don't really hear people say that they're an internet company anymore because that just like, that sounds weird. That just kind of makes sense. She's like, right now, I think that most companies, you know, irrelevant irrelevant of what industry they're in are trying to become tech companies. And then the next stage is there'll be crypto companies. It'll just be common practice that they'll have that in their kind of business strategy and the way that they operate. And I thought that was a really interesting point, just seeing the evolution that maybe soon we won't say tech companies because everyone will be kind of a tech company. And then eventually we won't huh? say crypto companies. So, or blockchain yeah, that's a companies. really good point too, because mm -hmm. I mean, you'll, you'll start getting to the point where you have these uh, corporate blockchains or, you know, at least decentralized ones from like a Bitcoin standpoint that are actually really well used and well, well distributed. Um, and at that point you can actually have companies start jumping on them and know that they're stable and know that they're secure and start using them for other things. Um, and that's the point in time where it just becomes part of the tech. Cause right now you don't, like you say, it's not internet companies anymore before, if you use the internet, you were an internet company. It was like this <laughs> prestigious <laughs> thing. Like you, you know, you're a pioneer, you found the internet and now, you know, like you say, we've got blockchain companies. So it'll be interesting to see. I'm excited for the future. It's going to be so awesome. Mm -hmm. So now we're crypto pioneers, crypto right? pioneers. We are just moon. We are. We're on the moon. We're, we're still so early. Yeah, here. we are on the moon. There's our, there's a, <laughs> I got stars on my side. <laughs> <laughs> or your right, shoulder. That was a dumb dad joke. Yeah, <laughs> over my shoulder. Um, well, who would you say has been your bit, your largest influence in the crypto space and why? Mm. So, I mean, from an education standpoint and someone that I've gone to to really dive deep on information, I'd have to say it's been Andreas Antonopoulos. Um, but from a kind of... Uh, uh, I don't know, hashtag goals, like someone that I really look up to that I'm like, I would love to emulate that person and be more like them. I have to say it's Naomi Brockwell. I just, I love her. I love that she is just, she's so like on top of it. Her content is so good, but she's got this kind of bright, fresh energy that she brings to the crypto space. And I just love that, that kind of mix of it being fun, but really professional and just um, kind of upbeat, but also 
you know, totally factual and all like really great content. So anyway, I'm just a huge fan of her work. And so if I had someone that I was maybe looking up to in the space as someone that I wouldn't mind being more like, it would probably be her. <laughs> awesome. That's a good one. That's cool. You know, when we were starting to work with Anarchapolco and we were going to be doing mm. some interviews for him this year, that a lot of that actually didn't happen because we weren't able to make it to the event this year, unfortunately. But mm. um, she was on the top of our list when we were picking out people we wanted to interview because, uh, like you say, her content is just amazing. She's an awesome person. Mm -hmm. She's smart as all hell. And so nice. Like when I, I met her in person at World CryptoCon for the first time, like I've been following her for years, but you know, I actually finally got to meet her and you could tell she was exhausted. Like she had just been emceeing, she's flying the next day and she's still like totally gave me the time to chat for a few minutes. And I just was so impressed by her. hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, Mitch, we have a problem. Uh oh. Clint Westwood has identified our moons as false and I know he's a scam. <laughs> we are a scam. Breaking news. We're actively right? scamming. We're actively scamming everybody for smiles, damn it. Top secret. You got a smile. We are in an undisclosed location. Right? We have been crypto it's a quarantined. Environment. It's definitely a sterile environment. There's no question about that. Right. I mean, if you think about it, you know, viruses can't live on the moon, so or what a better they? place to be. You hear that, crypto? Yeah, viruses can't live on the moon. Yeah. You see where we're going? You got to get there. Hurry up. <laughs> right. That's the first place you should there. go, the moon. Come on, Bitcoin, exactly. take the fucking hit. <laughs> <laughs> take the lead, right? Uh, Hell yeah. Okay, so if you could ask, if like let's say you ran into a 100-year-old person right now and you could ask them one single question, what would it be? Ooh, let's see. So if they're 100, it's 2020, they were available. I was going to see, like, when were they kind of like <laughs> alive? So during the last 20s, it would have been interesting to ask them about the big, um, you know, 1920s, but they would have been just kind of a baby. So they probably wouldn't have, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> been able to remember much. But what they probably would have grown up seeing is a lot of the economic impact of what such a big crash did. And I mean, honestly, when we've had economic crashes since then, obviously, you know, 2008, but nothing that is really was quite on that level. And I think one of the issues that we've had as a modern society is we haven't really allowed these markets and banks and institutions to really crash to the level that they naturally should be. We're artificially inflating it with, you know, um, printing money and, you know, the Fed buying up stocks and trying to prop up the market and, you know, lowering interest rates and doing all these things. And so I think it would just be kind of interesting to hear their perspective of what it was really like to kind of be in those rebuilding phases and to be growing up in that. Because um, I think that, I don't know, maybe it would be comforting for some people that, I mean, they survived it. Our, you know, society survived and that maybe it's better for us to naturally allow the market to go where it needs to go. Yeah, that's not, that's not a bad uh, point there. There's so much stuff that we are manipulating, whether it's, you know, even just the health of people, there's so much stuff that we have mm -hmm. developed new systems for that we're manipulating the natural flow of. And maybe that's not a bad thing in the end, but I think in some cases there are certain resets that need to happen. Um, you know, unfortunately mm -hmm. the, the market doing what it's doing is not fun, but you know, sometimes it's the natural flow of things and it is what it is. Well, you know, that's just it, you know, fun, fun is what you make it, you know, life is what you make it. And you, there's an upside to everything. So like the markets could be seriously crashing, but somewhere in this 
in this whole sea of mm, virtual shit that we find ourselves in, there's a positive somewhere. And, and it's just a matter of seeking that out. And I think some of the positives that I've seen lately are, are crypto projects um, that are helping those that are less fortunate, you know, and even in these times. So those kind of things, people that are more fortunate than others that are out there willing to help others that are less fortunate in a situation like this, um, I think is a, is a definitely a positive that we can pull out. And also the fact that, you know, cryptocurrencies could continue in the route that they're on and eventually replace this broken system that we've been a part of for centuries. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are, those are my upsides that I can see. And, you know, I don't care how cloudy the day is. The sun's always out there. It's just behind the clouds. So you, you got to look past those sometimes and, and not focus so much on what's exactly in front of you, but beyond it. Yeah. And I think that one, one group that I do kind of feel for right now are people that are close to retirement. Um, you know, they must be really scared, you know, to see their portfolios tanking. And so that's definitely a, a group of people that I'm like, man, that, that's rough because they, you know, they've just been investing how they're in, you know, their invest, investor, you know, person told them to probably for years and years and years. And so I think that coming out of this, hopefully more people, especially, you know, that are kind of like younger and learning about money and learning about investments will look at crypto and, you know, maybe even precious metals and other things as like alternative forms of investments, um, you know, but for the people that have, put their whole life into kind of the stock market right now is probably pretty scary for them. Well, right. And you know, most people don't live with the mentality. Like I, I seem to find myself in, and I think I might need some help for it, but you know, I look at the market going down and I'm going, uh, yeah, give me a, come on, just a little bit lower. I go buy some more, you know I mean? So you're at the bottom you of the roller coaster yourself, with your bags. What did you fill them yeah, up? Exactly. I got all my bags with me, but I want to put some more in them. So go ahead and drop down a little bit. You know, it's, you have to know that everything's mm-hmm. going to rebound. Everything that you go through in life is only temporary. I don't mm-hmm. care how bad it is, unless it's death. There's nothing more permanent than that, obviously. But I mean, nothing is permanent. And most everything is temporary. Mm-hmm. So keep that in mind, because once you get through that milestone, once you get through that hurdle, that that dip in the road, that, you know, that hard curve or the crack in the bridge, there's the other side of it and you're going to come out on the other side of it. And I think that's what people need to focus on. Not so much the now, not so much, Oh my God, look what happened. No, (laughs) there's opportunity there. Right. Mm -hmm. So seize that opportunity, even if it's averaging down, whatever, whether we're talking about the market or just bad things that happen in our lives, regardless of what it is, there's always the other side. Yep. You got to stay positive. And that's part of the reason why we're wanting to do some more live streams and stuff starting now. You get some live streams together. Um, we've been talking about trying to find a way to do a nice group live stream that just kind of persists for 24-7. People can jump in and, and chat as they come and please. And oh, wow. um, we've, we've tossed around the idea of buying some property on CryptoVoxel so we could set up a virtual campfire and everybody can jump in and hang out around the campfire. And I love that. I don't know. There's a lot of <laughs> options. And I think this is a good time to start looking at ways to get together in larger groups than three of us on a live stream right. um, virtually. And I know there's options, but uh, we got to find one and have some fun with it. 
No, I love that. And I think especially, you know, a lot of people I think are just starting to self-quarantine. Like I've been kind of self-quarantining myself for a few weeks now, but, um, you know, I think that as people are starting to maybe get like a little bit like antsier, a little bit like, oh man, I miss being around people, live streaming, connecting with people, chatting, hanging out. That's a great way to still connect with other people without having to leave your house. Like I'm doing way more phone calls and Zoom calls and stuff like that with friends than I ever have before, you know, and it's actually, it's pretty cool. And to look at characters in life rather than characters in type, it's a little bit different, right? <laughs> we <laughs> communicate, look at each other and, you know, and smile and share that, share that warmth, share that, that feeling that we're, we're having that day. And, and in a group setting where, you know, cause we're all friends and we're all in this together. So we can share each other's burdens and share each other's joys just the same. So that's, you know, I, I, I'm really glad and excited and happy that we did this today, you know, <laughs> and how everything works out, you know, like my friend, my good friend, Clint Westwood always says the universe will provide, mm. we just got to go with its plan because it already <laughs> has a plan. So we're just going with that plan and, you know, mm-hmm. letting it, letting it happen. I love it. All right, and also so, you're not alone. Oh, sorry. Go, go for it. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I know you were saying, um, you know, uh, Mitch, that you're like, gosh, what's wrong with me? I'm like, woo, it's dipping. I'm, I'm with you. I just want to let you know that you're not alone. I'm like, thank you. All right, like I'm ready to. I'm like, <laughs> laddering like, my orders. Oh my down. God, did you see how low that went? Give me two of them. You know. I know. <laughs> That's why when people are like freaking out, I'm like, I'm like, this is just gives me more time to accumulate. Like I'm. Yeah. Yes. And I think that really speaks to like the strong belief in the future of this asset class, right? Exactly. That we really truly see the long-term value. I mean, it's possible that we're all wrong, but you know, like the fact that we're not stressed right. and in fact, we're like, sweet, we get to buy more. <laughs> I think there's no other asset class probably out there right now where people are doing that. Yeah, I, know. I mean, maybe, but it's, it's, it's a very noticeable difference in the crypto community. Absolutely. You know, and especially with that mindset, those that have that mindset are just, it seems like we're happier than those that don't, you know, <laughs> yes. just overall. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got to ask you what your favorite genre of music is, but it's two sided here. So what's your favorite genre of music while relaxing and your favorite while partying? Oh, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So to be honest, my, my favorite genre of music is like nineties grunge. I'm like, give me Nirvana, give me Pearl Jam. (laughs) Give me live. Like, ah, yes. And so that would be, but but then when you said party and relaxing, I kind of feel like party, I might be a little more top 40 because that's got kind of like a fun vibe to it. Um, relaxing. I, um, I don't know. I really love classical music. I mean, I'm, I was a band nerd growing up, so I play a few instruments and do things. And I just, I really love, uh, classical music. Yeah. I was in band too. And I don't really miss those days, but at the same time, I got so much out of those days that, I mean, I actually probably wouldn't be with my wife today if I hadn't taken band in high school. So so I guess I'm so happy that I was in band. It's the best thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. Right. Uh, We did get to go to Seattle. That was a cool trip, Seattle and Disneyland and some of the band trips. But I don't, I I played the oboe because it was the first instrument I could make music out of in fifth grade at the the music store. And then that was just, (laughs) I kicked myself for several years for choosing that. 
I, I did awesome. saxophone for pet band, but I couldn't, mm. I, I couldn't convince the, you know, anybody to let me actually get a saxophone and stop playing the oboe. But <laughs> Those instruments are expensive. Right? <laughs> Especially the double reed that oboe was like two or $3,000. Like, and that Jeez. was not even an expensive one. Oh man. Yeah. I played the fan. flute. So that was a, uh, I know a typical, right? I feel like <laughs> <laughs> so basic. <laughs> <laughs> Wind instruments, you know, it's just something about them. I know. Actually, it's funny because I, I didn't touch my flute for like years and I couldn't believe it. I picked it up like a few years ago. And even though I couldn't remember any of the notes, my fingers just started playing it. Like it was just muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of fun because my younger sister, she plays the violin. And so sometimes we'll do flute and violin duets because they're instruments. They're both the key of C instruments so we can share music. And it's actually really fun. So it's been kind of cool to bring that back into my life every once in a while. <laughs> That's awesome. That do, you, do you guys do vocals at all? Yeah. We're, I mean, neither of us are like that great, but we, you know, we, we have fun with Enough. it. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we're waiting for a flute and violin Bitcoin song to sing. Right. Ooh. <laughs> All right. We might have to think about that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's just getting out there and, and letting it flow. You know, I mean, not a lot of people have to tone mm. and can, you know, hear tone. Like I'll sing something and my daughter will look at me like, dad, God. Just, just no, just no. You know, but I'm like, what? It sounds good, you know. And I'm, I'm jamming in the shower, or whatever. You know, and, get over it. You gotta have a, a song in your heart, and when you when you have a song in your heart, and you can walk through the day just singing, it's like, you know, I've had guys like, man, what? Why are you so happy? I'm like, what? Mm. I'm just singing, man. You gotta have a song. It's because in your I got heart, a bag you know? full of Litecoin. That's why I'm so right? happy. Right? Oh yeah. <laughs> And I just oh. bought more for $35. Of course I'm happy. Damn straight. <laughs> Benzo, what's going on, man? Benzo, Benzo joined us, just got up. Yeah, he's getting ready to go into work. Little Australia action happening. How's It's going to be, uh, I don't know. I kind of want to trade some weather action because it's it like three degrees right. and a bunch of snow and it's warm in Australia. And mm. But also I don't want fires and shit, but I don't know. I'm ready to get rid of the snow. It's spring. Why do we have to have coronavirus and winter? Right. Wow. We got Red Cat Life on, and we have Benza. We have Polly P. Um, I don't see Nana. I don't know if she made it. Like Queen Lisa. And yeah, this is we got. There's eight people on the chat right now. So hello Unfair. everyone. Thank you for joining. We're having a we're having a lot of fun here, and uh, we hope you guys are too. You know, and trying to, we're doing this today to just to spread some positivity and talk to an amazing person in this space and share her story with everybody in case you know for whoever doesn't know her, um, and even for those that do, you know, it's just sharing time, hanging out with each other, and and enjoying company. So, thank you all for showing up. This is this is definitely a lot of fun. And I have a question for you, um, Leah, yeah. what, what I hear you're, or I hear you're into Vibravid, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so what are your thoughts on their platform and what makes them important to, um, the way we view and share content? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, a. Uh, I, I like how they're approaching things a little bit differently. So there's obviously a lot of platforms out there, a lot of alternative decentralized platforms. I'm on, you know, quite a few of them, 
of course, Steam, you know, I've mentioned that earlier, you know, that's kind of where I got my start. So I've been really active on there for years. But um, one thing that I think is kind of cool about Vibervid is the way they're changing the, um, the ad revenue model. So right now, you know, with YouTube, you know, YouTube is getting the of I, I that not only to the creator, but um, and to help support the platform, but also to the end user. You know, I think that we're going to see a lot more attention based rewards. You know, obviously the Brave browser, the Bat Token has been very popular. Um, you know, there's other things out there that are kind of using that same attention model, and I, I think that's the future. So I think that's smart that they're setting themselves up to kind of reward viewers as well. Um, so, so yeah, it's, uh, I've, I haven't, I, I post kind of sporadically on there. Um, but it's, uh, I think that it's really cool what they're building and I think it's, it, they've got a good team and it's a good platform so far. I think rewards are amazing. And I, you know, you're seeing more and more and more of those on a daily basis when it comes to different things in life, you know, you use this card, and you get rewards back for money that you spend there, or you you know you shop at this store and you use their their uh, shopper's card and you save points, you know, and you can use those points for things. Um, and you know, same with listening to content. Instead of um, instead of people always being taken from, mm -hmm. they're given back something, and it doesn't have to be a lot. But I mean, if if I have a choice between using this or using this and I get points or I get money or I get merchandise back for using this, I'm definitely going to use this over that. Right. Um, and you know, I think one of the biggest things is content and how, like you said, YouTube's taking most of that money, most of that uh, revenue from your content, from the people that you bring on and why should they be the ones reaping all that benefit versus you? Uh, you're the one doing the work. Um, mm -hmm. There was something that was said by the president recently as far as uh, the taxes go and talking about how um, it would be cool to have where the uh, workers can basically get all their income instead of having to pay a tax, even if it was just for a year. So, you know, instead of just, we were talking earlier about the economy, you know, so instead of just pumping money into the economy, let people hold and, and keep what they earn. Mm -hmm. Right. So now that would be a double thing because you're not only, you're, you're giving them more incentive to, to go out there and work, but you're also giving them everything that they're earning. So it's it, that to me seems like a win-win and a good way to put some spark back in. I don't know how in the hell I got onto that side of the political <laughs> side of that, but it just happened, you know, it just went with the flow, but <laughs> no, I, I think that's actually a really interesting point and something that I have always laughed at when people are like, Oh, my tax return, I got so much money. And I'm like, no, that was your money already. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on, like, think about this, guys. And so uh, I actually, I've been kind of doing something like what you're just talking about pretty similarly for years where I, you know, kind of take out the, I don't do as much in terms of deductions throughout the year so that I can hold on to my funds and actually invest it throughout the year in a smarter way. Um, I think the reason why most employers and people and things, you know, they, they deduct so much is because you, they can't really count on people to save up to pay their taxes. And so it, it's almost like they need to like trick them into it. So then they get like a thousand bucks back or something instead of being like, Oh, here's an $8,000 bill. So if you are going to have that model, you have to be saving and preparing 
for that, but the average person probably wouldn't. And so I, I would imagine that's kind of why the system is the way that it is right now. Yeah. And that's another thing that blockchain kind of enables going forward, you know, real-time payments more or less. And you start mm. talking about real-time salaries and real-time taxation. I mean, cause taxes, let's be honest, they're not going to go away. Um, no. But as soon as you can get that real time thing in there, you don't have that weird uh, issue where you have to make up for it or you have to try and plan ahead. You know, it just happens all at once. You get your money as you work, you know, or as you're doing whatever it is, or whether it's your Uber going out there and delivering groceries for people, whatever it is that we're doing in 10 years, it's all Mm going to be in real time. We're not going to have to worry about filing taxes at the end of the year. It's just all going to happen because it's all encoded onto a system. So. Well, let's look at it this way, you know, from, from, an individual standpoint, right? You have an income that you make and then you have expenditures of that income, right? Mm -hmm. So if money starts getting tight or if you want to save more money, what's the first thing you do? You cut back on things that you're, you're spending, you cut Mm -hmm. back on things that you don't necessarily need. Right. Right. If we did that same philosophy, if the government took that same philosophy and shrunk itself, right? To where it was a smaller entity and didn't need as much capital to operate on. What would that do? That would make our taxes be less, right? We could, Mm -hmm. the government would be able to survive on less tax income from the people. And also they could survive on, on tariff income from trading with other other countries. So there's things that can be done, but I think, I think everybody being everybody in government, most everybody in government and, and even most, most people in the world today are so self-centered and they're everybody's thinking about their own bottom line instead of, you know, what can I do for me instead of what can I do for everyone? Mm-hmm. And if, if, if it starts here, if we can all think about what we can do for everybody, that's going to benefit me. It's going to benefit everyone. So, you know, what can we do that benefits everyone and not just, the hierarchies. And, uh, you know, that method of thinking, I think, is something that really needs to be pushed. Um, and it starts with us, right? It starts with individuals. And individuals can make the change. And I, I, I probably sound like I'm beating a dead horse when it comes to, you know, changing how we think, but it's so true. And as soon as we can change that, that's the first step in changing everything else. So, so to practice on that, I'm sorry. alternative ah. thinking, let's, let's uh, d- give me four alternate uses for a hand mixer other than hand. Perfect. <laughs> Wait, are you asking me or Mitch? I'm asking you. Maybe <laughs> you. we should ask Mitch. Why don't you each give me two? <laughs> oh, I'm going to have fun with that one. Oh, I know you are. Alternative <laughs> uses for a, a hand mixer, like something you'd like beat eggs with or something. Yeah, okay. So let's use one of the two, the two blade hand mixers. Let's call it one of those guys. Oh gosh, I must not be very creative. I, uh, I although now I'm thinking about making cookies, which is making me hungry. <laughs> what kind of cookies? Ooh, Special chocolate cookies. chip. I'm oh. I'm just like classic chocolate chip all the way. Oh yeah, that's walnuts. Really no, what the fuck is wrong with you? Did you just say walnuts? I, you know what? I love walnuts. Oh my so, god! I hate especially walnuts so in my much. chocolate chip cookies. <laughs> I mix them up like almost a powder. I put them in the blender and powder them up and mix it in with the cookie dough, and uh, it's like it flavors the whole thing, and you don't have those stupid nuts that you want. But whatever. I would rather just eat chocolate chip cookies, and then you have to taste walnuts. <laughs> whatever. I'll put yours without walnuts. <laughs> Thanks. You have to All because right. Rhonda's definitely allergic to them. Well, yeah, there there is that. Mine are oh, no. <laughs> 
Polly <laughs> says free donuts will benefit everyone. I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hell yeah, it would. I agree. All right, so uh, <laughs> you got any uses for a mixer? All right, Mitch, you're up. <laughs> I'm up. So the first use for a mixer, obviously, is mixing stuff, right? I said the other second than mixing thing- stuff. That doesn't count. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, so that doesn't count. Um, we could use it for a piece of artwork. No, but you still just did that as answer. That doesn't count. I did. You know, we could put, I could, you could, can we modify this thing? Are we allowed to modify <laughs> totally. it at all? Totally. You can modify it okay, all you want. Okay, so I would modify it and put, put little tabs on it to catch the wind and I'd use it for a lawn ornament. Nice. <laughs> and it would probably help keep the squirrels away from the garden because you'd have this spinny flashy thing. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. What else? Um, you could use it for, I, I, okay, I know the older generation will remember this movie stripes. Anybody seen stripes with Bill Murray? Oh, it's the been Aunt a Jemima while. Treatment. Yeah. 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 Okay. So <laughs> it could be used for that. And also, okay. Last thing you could use a mixer for. Uh, I don't know. I think Sarge a wins this one. Piece. Yeah, that was also Justin's answer. <laughs> I have a I have a weird response. Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. Okay. The so, <laughs> so um, my neighbor's cat likes to jump the rails of our balcony, and which must endanger its life on a regular basis because it is a <laughs> long drop. I don't, it is a brave cat. Um, but it likes to come and scratch our screen door, which is super annoying. So I'm always like in the door, be like, ah, get away, come on, you know. And so I have a hard time scaring this cat away sometimes. Not that I want to, I love cats, but I don't like the damage it likes to inflict on my screen door. So I wonder if like the noise of the mixer, if I could like, like if that would make it just like jump and run. I don't you know. know. It works good. You experiment you know with it. Works good, and, and this is a perfect training aid for dogs and cats. I've learned. <laughs> um, take a take an empty can, an empty pop can, beer mm. can, whatever your favorite Corona can, and drop some pennies in it. Right, ten pennies. Put ten mm. pennies in there. Make sure it's dry. Put ten pennies in there and tape it up. The first time that cat comes over, whip it at the door. Mm. It'll scare <laughs> the living crap out of it, and it won't do it again. Like my cat wants to run out all the time. Mm-hmm. So I made, you know, I learned this back when I was training my dogs, but so I made up a can and got the pennies in it and he wants to run out the door. So now I whipped it at him one time, hit him in the butt, you know, it didn't hurt him. It scares him because it's, it's light, right? It's just a <laughs> pop can scared the living tar out of him. So now all I got to do is crinkle a can and that sucker just lays down somewhere. Wherever he's at, he just lays down. It sounds like I animal abuse. Go up the can with pennies and hug it at the can. Yeah. <laughs> My poor neighbor. They're gonna, I don't know if they're going to appreciate this. <laughs> Every time they go to drink a beer, their can runs. What the hell's going on? Yeah. Uh, excuse me, Sorry, uh, says officer. That's cruel. I just discovered that my neighbor is throwing Coke cans full of pennies at my cat. I don't. Full of pennies. It's got four or five in it. You're killing me here. Uh, oh my god! It's a monster. He throws cans at cats. Throw cotton balls. I have a Nerf gun. Just launch cotton balls. Yeah, like Ooh. cats don't have enough attitude. Throw a damn cotton ball at them. They look at you like, what the hell? Maybe a little spray thing, like a little water thing, just to start. Maybe really that well. would be less aggressive than a can of pennies. <laughs> <laughs> Aggressively. All right. So, so back on the mixer topic, Polly suggests aerating water, and Sarge suggests an alternative weed grinder. 
but would it make a mess? Uh, weed all over the kitchen. Yeah. Can can you imagine that trying to grind weed with a mixer? Yeah. <laughs> it would be I don't a disaster. Know. I feel like we are full of terrible ideas. Yeah, yeah. This is, we're on the moon. We've got to start thinking outside the box. Yeah, exactly. We don't, what are we, we going to mix? A, this is a moon dark. dust maker. We don't even have cats to throw penny cans at. What are we going to do? What are we going to yeah, do? Yeah, exactly. Hold a live oh stream and tell everybody to come up here with us. That's what. Does anybody, all right, so does anybody have any questions? Anybody have any questions that they'd like to ask? We'll, we'll see. See. see you later, Benza. Have a good day. Take it easy, man. Have fun in Australia. Also, if you could mail me a kangaroo, I would sincerely appreciate that. That would be cool. It would. Oh. I've told him this before, and he hasn't done it yet, so I'm getting kind of upset. <laughs> right. Talking about animal abuse a second ago, and you're like, can you ship me a kangaroo? Like, I don't know. Well, you can ship them in a, in a nice way. You don't have to put them in a box and duct tape the shit. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> I love Sarge's comment here in the live stream. He's like, poor cat, you're going to give it a complex. Yeah, give <laughs> like, it a complex. <laughs> Probably. It is true. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, all right. So let me ask you this. Your kid, your kid, three, four, five years old, whatever, you're outside, you know, you live on a street, right? You, or you live in a house and you have a sidewalk and it goes to the street. Your child wants to run out into the street. What would be what would be best to say? Oh no, sweetheart, you come sit on the porch. You know, don't do that or scare them. So you're gonna start throwing coke cans full of opinions at your kids now, or what? I'm probably not winning here. I'm gonna leave this alone, and we're gonna move on. The FBI is gonna be at your door tomorrow. Yeah, I start, start whipping pennies at my kid. Hey, get out of the street! <laughs> He's chasing the pennies around, picking them up because he wants all that extra money. Yeah. I was wondering why you bought that like waist belt that holds beer cans, and now I understand it's actually an ammo belt for you. <laughs> right? Oh my god. Oh, so this is why so, I don't have kids. So I don't have to make these difficult life choices about, you well, know. You don't have to make the choice now. You've already been given the answer. You just have to have kids and fill up some Coke cans and you'll be all right. <laughs> That's it. Good to go. <laughs> Everybody talks about Coke being a restroom, but they didn't realize it was a cat and child deterrent. Oh, my goodness. Oh <laughs> Shit. This is taking a turn for the worst. It is. I think. I think it's time. It's time. I think it's definitely All right, time. Last question: If you could change the ending to any book you've read, what book would it be, and what would you change the ending to? Ooh, that's a good one. gosh, that's such a good one. You're asking mm. so many like unexpected questions. I like it. <laughs> Heck yeah. Gosh, um, is this a little bit too like political? I don't know. Um, I. <laughs> I would uh, rechange the ending to uh, the creature from Jekyll Island, and we wouldn't have a Federal Reserve. Hey, there we go. Nice. There we go. <laughs> love it. <laughs> I love that. Damn, that was a good question. I must that's admit, a, I, I'm answer. impressed. Well, don't, okay, don't <laughs> give me any credit. You remember what I told you? I bought this. Uh, oh, that's right. The cards. Chat pack. Oh, of course, my screen is mirrored. Chat pack for kids. So every once in a while, I pull like one question out of this box. For an episode and that that happened to be the question from the box from this one so oh that's awesome yeah. there's some good, good ones. kid there's some good ones there's also some really bad ones in there but you know like really loaded questions mm. you know like what, what's the best thing that makes america great and shit like that <laughs> like what this is the questions for kids but whatever <laughs> <laughs> the brainwashing <laughs> seriously it's, it's it's rife with brainwashing 
<laughs> oh my god, that's cur- that's horrible. Actually, you're worried about a can full of pennies. Seriously, my seriously, it's really all in the question boxes that people are selling at Ace Hardware. <laughs> <laughs> oh stink leah thank you so much for coming on the show today this was amazing i had an absolute blast and we hope you did too this was great i did you guys are awesome this was really a lot of fun so thank you for having me on and thanks for all the people that joined in the chat this has just been a really fun addition to my sunday come hang out with you guys good to hear we're glad to have you on this was awesome it was really yes, fun. Indeed. Indeed. Thank you again. We'll look forward to another episode for sure down the line here. Absolutely. Awesome. Actually, if you, uh, if you want to, if you end up doing any on your own, let us know. You know we'll come Ooh, on your show. Yeah. Let's do it. I like it. Yeah, there you go. Be fun. <laughs> we like to be interviewed sometimes too, instead of being the interviewees. Right. It's <laughs> easier that way. Less work. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. And we get to absorb the podcast that way. Yeah, listen, <laughs> instead of having to listen back to it. I usually end up yeah. listening like three times, but you know, doing the podcast and then I get bits of it while I'm editing. And then oftentimes we'll listen back again afterwards so we can absorb all of the content that the guest was giving us. Cause most of the time you can't right. fully absorb their speech. You know, you can't. Oh, it's so, so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't. It's like, wow, I missed that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, how did I totally to miss that? Or you sit there and go, oh, God, I ramble too much. <laughs> yeah, that's usually what I do. once you just give up and decide you know what if they complain about my rambling that's their own problem it's a lot easier (laughs) exactly exactly um so it's gone (laughs) speaking of that we almost have enough content i think to do the bloopers episode may 2nd will be our one year anniversary we're gonna drop the bloopers episode on may 2nd so guys keep an eye out for that uh this is going all the way back to episode one so there's going to be some good shit. You know, we still don't know what we're doing, but we really didn't know what we're doing a year ago. So <laughs> it's, exactly. it should be packed full of goodies for you. Oh, straight. congrats on one year, you guys. That's Thank awesome. You. That's really exciting. It's been Thank a hell of a ride. This is exciting and it's so much fun. And we just started it because 140 characters wasn't enough. And here <laughs> we are. It. So I love it. <laughs> That's it. Thanks again, Leah, for coming on the show. Awesome. awesome. Thank you guys. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. You too. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, you know, we do this for the community. We do it for you. This is all about you guys. Cause without the community and without our friends, without our peeps, we'd be talking to the air. So thank you so much for joining. We hope you enjoyed it and we look forward to doing many, many more of these. You guys have a great day. Don't sweat the small shit. It's all small shit. We're going to do like three outros here because I also want to comment on Polly P's comment. <laughs> he said this should be a weekly event, and I agree. Um, we, we've discussed this, discussed about doing weekly live streams and that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, I think we need to start making this happen, especially in the current situation where we're going to have a lot of people stuck at home looking for stuff to do. So uh, hopefully you guys can count on us for some good entertainment. That's right. And kind of like a Visa card, how many rolls of toilet paper do you have in your closet? And how many outros can we append to the end of this podcast? <laughs> right? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, shit. Have a good day, guys. Right, take it easy, everybody. See ya. Peace.